Welcome to Geek's Corner. I'm Mr. Daps. I'm Katie. And we are so excited that you're here tonight because in three days? Three days. Three days. Oh my gosh. We will all be back at the happiest place on earth inside the gates instead of out <laughs> of the gates, which is going to be mind-blowing, probably heart heart-wrenching in I a can't good way. Process that. All of that fun. It's going to be insane. Um, to think that just three days, guests will be back inside of Disneyland and Disney California Adventure, going on rides, seeing characters, eating food, fighting the First Order, all of those fun things. Um, before we get into all of those exciting things, though, we need to take a moment to recognize and point towards our friends at Mouseways Travels that will help you book your next Disney vacation. They will also help you save money for no extra cost. In fact, our good friend Matthew is one of the best at doing this. We've watched him do this firsthand. We are using him also, and he is fantastic. So when you're ready to go to Walt Disney World or Disneyland or any other Disney destination for your next trip, let Matthew and the team at mouseways.com slash dapsmagic take care of you. And make sure you mention dapsmagic because that will help us bring you more magic so that we can uh, give you more news, more videos, more photos, all of that fun stuff. Make sure to go to mouseways.com slash dapsmagic for your next Disney vacation and tell them that Daps Magic or Mr. Daps sent you. All right, let's move right into this week. Let's go. It is going to be a fantastic one with Disneyland reopening in how many days? Three. Three days. Let us know in the chat, what are you most excited about for the reopening of Disneyland? I feel like as it gets closer and closer, different things are popping into my mind and my heart about what I'm excited about. And um, I don't know about you, but I, I feel like there's certain things that I absolutely like for months I've been like, oh yeah, I can't wait to go on the steam train or Mark mm-hmm. Twain or Pirates of the Caribbean, Haunted Mansion, Snow White's Enchanted Wish, all of those fun <laughs> things. But there's also these other things that we don't necessarily think about from really far out that we're like, oh yeah, this is not gonna be you. Ronto wraps. I'm looking forward to Ronto wraps. <laughs> That's not gonna be me. Um, no, I want a Mickey pretzel, obviously. Because I've yes. talked about Mickey pretzels a lot and I did not get one at a touch of Disney. So I'm very much looking forward to in three days yep. eating a Mickey pretzel because that will be a top priority. Um, but as cheesy as it sounds, everybody go, aw. Um, I'm looking forward to being at Disneyland with my friends mm-hmm. because that and like, we're looking for it. Maybe we should film you as you're going in because we we know that there's going to be tears and it'll just be like rise the resistance, right? I love Star Wars. Yeah, but you'll be like, I love Disneyland. <laughs> um, it's a companion video. I mean, odds are either way you'll be on camera because we are live streaming both Disneyland and Disney California Adventure as we go into both parks. Uh, uh, We will be going into Disneyland. Murray will be going into Disney California Adventure as the parks open, hopefully. (laughs) Never know. (laughs) We will be there if we're in the gates or not. We'll find out. Um, All of it's a big unknown. It'll be... Into the unknown. Yes, it'll be an adventure. That is for sure. Um, But we'll live stream it. So if you're not in the parks, you can go on Um, a Disney adventure with us. I think it's something very similar to what we said for Galaxy's Edge opening is either 
um, everything goes smoothly. You get to enjoy watching everything go smoothly or things are chaos and you get to watch the chaos unfold. And that's fun too. Yeah. Honestly, I think that it's a win-win situation. Um, and we're going to have fun with whatever happens. Precisely. Like, as long as we do get into the parks, like that. Would Which be we fun. have a park reservation. Yeah, so, so we, should, we got the tickets. We got the reservations. We're chilling. Maybe by the time the live stream starts, we'll even have our... Um, if we're, we're lucky, our Star Wars Rise of the Resistance boarding groups, like that would be a win. Um, you know, we'll be up bright and early, 7 a.m. <laughs> but they have made it much easier. Have you noticed on the app to do that? Yeah. So if you're in the app, you just go down to the little waffle menu in the corner. Waffles. Click on that. I don't know why they're called that, but I see that places. Um, no, that's what they're called, yeah. Okay, and then you'll see uh, virtual queues. Yeah. Click on that, and you're right there. You click, you can get in the boarding group from right there. And yeah, so. it's, it's like three clicks, but. But that's better than what it used to be. Yeah. And and for those of you that are going, um, well, anytime, uh, 7 a.m., if you have a Disneyland park reservation that where that's the park that you start at, you can get your boarding group or try to get a boarding group from anywhere. Mm -hmm. You can be at home. You can be in your car. I don't know why you'd be at the parking lot already, even though it's open opening weekend. That makes me sound 6 a.m. That just doesn't <laughs> sound fun to me. But um, we were also there for... Is it Galaxy's Edge opening at like five in the morning? Really early. So, so but yeah, I don't think we need to do that here. We no, we're not doing that. Um, but then, um, then for if you have reservations for Disney California Adventure and you've got the park hopping mm -hmm. option, you can try to get a boarding group for uh, Rise of the Resistance at 12. And if you didn't get a boarding group and you're at Disneyland in the morning and you're already in the park, you could do the 12 o'clock thing too. Um, yeah. It is important to note that for 12 o'clock, you must have entered a park. Sure. And and so just keep that in mind as you're going through this. Uh, three days yes. away. So last night, mm -hmm. which was four days away. <laughs> you're making my brain hurt. I know. Uh, Math. They did a little what they were billing as a magical moment. It was magical. It was a magical moment with uh, Josh Diamaro, who mm -hmm. used to be the president of Disneyland. Mm -hmm. Oh no, he was not when it closed. Not when it closed. He was the <laughs> this president is, before listen, that. Listen, it's all happened very fast. Yeah, but he used to be the president of Disneyland, mm -hmm. then went to Walt Disney World when it closed just before mm -hmm. really a few months, it seems like. Now he's uh, chairman of Parks Resorts, Parks and ex Experiences and, and Products. products. So many things there. It's a lot of words. And, and then we got to uh, see Ken Patrock, mm -hmm. who's the now Disneyland president, and we hope to meet him. Maybe we'll meet, meet him on Friday. Maybe. That would be pretty cool. Um, but the two of them really did this wonderful little ceremony that was then followed by the Disneyland ambassadors. Um, but it really was as much... Actually, it was more for cast members, I think, than it was for guests in many respects. Um, it was welcoming them back. It was thanking them. It was recognizing them as the magic makers. And um, and then it pivoted into um, more of that from the Disneyland ambassadors. But then they, they really um, lit up the night, I think is probably a good way to say it, um, and, and shared the illumination of Sleeping Beauty Castle as the Disneyland park. Um, I believe they use the words came back to life or comes back to life. And so you got this beautiful when you wish upon a star um, instrumental piece. And then Walt saying the, uh, the opening day speech over it, right as you see the partner statue with the castle in the background. And I, uh, and I commented on it last night with Murray when we were doing our live stream, which if you haven't watched, I think you should watch. I suggest. I was proud of our coverage. I, <laughs> I don't always 
like sometimes I'm like, yeah, we did okay. But I actually felt like we nailed the coverage last night. And, um, but, but it really did. It was a really good choice to come in with the warm blanket approach of like, we're going to give you a hug and we're going to ease you into Disneyland with a little simple, but sincere magical moment. Yeah. As opposed to lots of fireworks, characters dancing around flash mob and the Esplanade, Yeah, you name it. Um, which I think would have been, it would have set the expectation wrong for one. Agreed. But two, I think it would have been overwhelming because we haven't done anything like this in 14 months. And, and so I was really, um, I was really uh, taken by how they chose to approach this and how they chose to keep it um, at the level where people can connect and have their magical moment, not be overwhelmed and ease themselves back into the Disney park experience. What did you think of it? So I was working last night while it was happening. So I didn't get shame to... on you. <laughs> How dare I work? Don't you know um, Disney's important? <laughs> I mean, I could have stopped everything and made everybody mm-hmm. watch it with me. Um, that wasn't off the table. I don't know why I didn't do that. Um, iPads, right? Like, get it. I, I mean, I did have my iPad with me. I, you know what? See? You are right, Mr. Dabs. Next time that something like this happens while I'm working. Let's hope it never happens again. But yes. Oh, yeah. Ain't that the truth? Um, but I did get to watch it once I got home. And I was not prepared. <laughs> um, we all know I'm emotional. So obviously I cried. Let's get that out of the way now. I don't think you're the only one. Oh, definitely like, not. It was beautiful. It was... Um, I think that between When You Wish Upon a Star, which to me feels like the unofficial anthem of the Disneyland Resort. Um, Disney, period. (laughs) But uh, I feel like there's something extra magical about Disneyland. Um, And then obviously hearing the opening day speech. I was super moved by it. Um, Because like you said, it does feel like a warm hug and it feels like a welcome home. Um, well, and it, even as you're speaking, like I was thinking of the instrumental arrangement. Yeah. It was not a bombastic, really big over the top one. It was very simple at the beginning. It built a little bit and then it ended very simple and quiet as well. And it was very pretty. And, and that's a hard thing to do and to get right. It's true. And, and they didn't go over the top, even with their camera moves, like everything was simple, pretty and poignant. And and that was a good choice and probably a hard choice to make because Disney doesn't tend to go simple, pretty, and poignant. Yeah. They go big, awesome, magical explosions of, of happiness. And um, so I, I have to give my hat tip for that because that's that's hard to do. Like Yeah. I like you said though, I am very glad that they did it the way they did. Um, because to me, a welcome home shouldn't be singing, dancing, tap dancing on the roofs. Yeah. Um, well, and I think it could have been if if the situation were different. Like I could maybe, you know, not this kind of a reopening, but imagine a if it hadn't lasted as long. Absolutely. Like, like if Walt Disney World had done something like that. Yeah. I mean, Hong Kong kind of did a cute thing and Disneyland yeah. Paris did a cute thing, but they both ended up closing again. And so that might've been another reason they didn't go as big for this too, is just on the off chance things don't work out <laughs> how we hope they're going to. Um, um, but also 
I feel like it needs to be said because it's the elephant in the room. Um, it would also be disrespectful to the cast, mm-hmm. the cast that maybe isn't coming back for reopening right now. Yeah. Maybe isn't going to get the call back for six months. Um, I think that they also did a great job thanking the cast members. Um, and also I think Josh Diamaro said it, that he looks back to the cat, like looks forward to the cast members. They get to yeah. bring back every day. Um, because to me, it is just as much about the cast members. Well, you know, he knows a lot of the cast members. He does. He hasn't been gone that long. Yeah. And and he's always, I feel like, been really good about being out and about and connecting with both cast members and guests, which I think is just one of the great things about Josh. Definitely. And, um, and it, you know, he always has impressed me in his leadership uh, abilities and his roles. Um, yeah, I think you're totally right with that. I think going circling back, mm-hmm. the only way they could have had a big confetti filled reopening <laughs> would have been if they had been unable to reopen until after like June 15th, like oh, after yeah. the, when everything is open and, and we're in a, whatever the new normal is, then I could see something different being, Definitely. Um, potentially. And, and that would have been <laughs> probably not a good thing anyway, but um, it would have been interesting to see yet yeah, just the same. Um, we'd like to know from you though, what do you think of the, I'm going to call it the reopening moment. Cause I think that is what we're going to get for the week. Um, they said there's going to be the soft, o- soft opening for cast members and their family and friends. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the, the official reopening on Friday. So I'm assuming this was the moment. Like, Agreed. This is, this is what you're going to get. And then, for everything else, it'll be, this is how things are happening. This is where you'll see Mickey. This is whatever, whoever we're going to see and whatever it's going to be. But um, yeah, we'd like to hear from you what you thought of it and uh, what you're most looking forward to uh, when the parks reopen in three days. Three Three days. days. It is absolutely insane. Um, Ahead of that, just a few things to keep in mind for reopening when you want to go to the parks make sure you have a ticket that's valid and you have a reservation that is for the day that you want to go kind of Um, important because otherwise you won't be getting into the park remember that parking is now i think 25 dollars. yes it's at pixar pals or mickey and friends and you do have to walk in from all of those so just allow a little of extra time a little extra patience and um comfortable shoes because that will be very important Use your Disneyland app because that's going to help you both with boarding groups, but also mobile ordering and uh, knowing what wait times are, all sorts of stuff. Staying informed. Staying informed. It's a good thing. And even your tickets at Main Gate, you can use through the Disneyland app and uh, you can link with your friends or family or you're within three groups, whatever it is, three family, three three, three households, households, whatever that thing is. <laughs> and, uh, and that will work out well for you as well. Uh, make sure to wear your face coverings while you're there the whole time. Um, remember, if you're going to drink coffee on your way to the parking lot, finish it before you get in line for security or anything else. Cause they're not going to let you um, drink it uh, while you're being in line was, I thought something that was very um, amusing that they were talking about in the Disney parks blog post um, earlier, but it's a thing. Yeah. Like most people are probably going to be hitting a Starbucks yeah, on their way oh, in. Totally. Oh, totally. Um, and then also as much as you possibly can use contactless and paperless transactions. Mm-hmm. So use those, you know, Apple watches 
or uh, credit cards or Disney gift cards or you name it, things like that, that you don't have to use cash because that helps keep people safe. And, and just respect cast members, stay your distance, whatever the social distance numbers that they give you, three feet, six feet. I don't actually know what it, I think it's six feet still for Disney, um, but three feet for the state or something. Yeah, because I think it's three feet if it's, you're outdoors. It's confusing. <laughs> But follow their directions and make it as easy as you can for the cast members because I guarantee you they're trying to make it as magical as they can for you. And uh, there's a learning curve for all of this. It's yeah. been closed for 14 months, so they're relearning what this new normal is. Guests are going to be learning what this new normal is, and we all need to be part of making this better and magical and fun. So always react and act with kindness because it will make for a better day and a better experience for everybody. And I can say this works because I went and got a vaccination, my second <laughs> one on Sunday. And uh, it was amazing. Like everybody's just kind of in the, in the, the lines and they're like grumbling, grumbling and just like whatever. And I was like, I'm just going to have fun with this. So I was talking with everybody that I came in contact with that was working contact being like, we we're talking to each yeah. other. Um, but it was, it was amazing how, literally i think i made like six people smile in the cor course of 15 minutes going from place to place part of it was i had a fun mask on and uh, a fun shirt but uh you know other parts was just like i'm gonna make this fun and and because of that i was the only person there that got a sticker it's true it's true nobody else was i was jealous because they were out but they found one for me because we were having fun and if you're not having fun you're, you're done, done. All right, let's move into the park now. One of the attractions that won't be opening with the reopening of Disneyland is the world-famous Jungle Cruise, mm -hmm. which is slightly disappointing because I love that attraction. Agreed. I have spent many hours and many years <laughs> um, at that attraction with some incredible Jungle Cruise skippers. Um, but that's because it's getting a bunch of updates. And the most recent update we learned about this week was uh, Trader Sam's new venue. Venture. Venture, yes. Uh, and apparently Alberta Falls is a good friend mm -hmm. of Trader Sam. And I love that they're adding this Jungle Cruel Cruise cinematic universe. <laughs> the cinema doesn't exist yet, but they've got this Jungle Cruise universe. And it's right. crossing over with sea and... Yeah, but they're creating this wonderful storyline that I hope turns into comic books and all of this Definitely. stuff. Um, you could even make a cartoon out of it, I feel like. Shorts, animated shorts would be great. Or animated series. I don't know. But anyway, Trader Sam mm -hmm. now runs the Lost and Found venture that really is a, um, he, he, you lose it, he finds it, and then he sells it. That's the way it is. Yes. And, uh, and so we're going to, as we go on the Jungle Cruise, we're going to get to come to the part where we used to see Trader Sam, but mm -hmm. we won't this time because he's out in the jungle looking for things that we lost. Um, unfortunately, he's lost while doing this, and and so animals apparently have taken over his shop. store. Yes, his shop, and uh, one of them being the baby elephant yes. that we've seen for for years at Disneyland and and Squirts. I think his name is Squirt, if I remember correctly. I believe so. Um, depending on who you ask. But <laughs> um, what do you think of this update and and the continued story building they're putting into this attraction? So one, I love it. Um, I think that Trader Sam works very well as a figure you hear about but never see. No, totally. Um, I think that almost adds to the mysticism of why does this person have a shop? Why does this person have uh, grog grottos Filthy named after them? 
hundred yeah. percent. Um, and obviously the depiction of Trader Sam was very troubling. And so I am glad to see this. And I also think this change is very fun. Um, I immediately, when I saw the concept art, was like, well, I want to buy half that stuff. Where do I get that? <laughs> like they had lots of really cool hats. Of course you saw the hats. They did. Like there was, there was, uh, look like Panama fedoras and like there was some fun <laughs> stuff there. Maybe even trilbies for all I know. I don't know. It, it, it just looked like fun. Guys, you might need to keep him off of, um, from climbing off the, uh, boat. Yes. Um, I thought it was really fun, especially when I saw the tweet from Kevin Lively this morning about how back when he was a skipper on the Jungle Cruise and he would do his break rotations and go and walk Tarzan's treehouse and how he would just come up with these ideas and then write them down when he thought of them. And this was one of those ideas that he thought of back when he was doing rotations in the park. Which, if we have the chance... And Kevin, you're always welcome to come on Geek's Corner if if it's allowed by Disney and all that stuff. But we would love to have you come on Geek's Corner and just talk about things like that. Yeah. Like where it came from, what you get to do now, living the dream, and and also how future Imagineers, you know, the the kids that might want to be Imagineers someday wants to do that. We'd love to have you. Well, so everybody tweet it to <laughs> Kevin and tell him to come on Geek's Corner. I think and then maybe Disney will let him. That that's the thing that's so <laughs> magical is um, I think that too many people don't give themselves permission to dream like that. Yeah. Especially with an attraction like the Jungle Cruise because too many people accept, oh, well, things will never change. The yeah. Jungle Cruise is the way it is. Yeah. Um you know, it's set in stone. It's it's a legacy attraction. Nothing's going to change. Um, but the fact that he gave himself that space to think of, oh, what in my ideal world, what would be so fun to see? And the fact that, that he now gets to make that a reality years later is so fun to me. Well, it'll be interesting, too, because it's setting a precedent for what you can do with an attraction beyond just the attraction. Yeah. And so what if they did something like that for you know, Big Thunder Mountain. Yeah. What if they did something like that for for Pirates of the Caribbean to the next level? Yes, they've done it with the movies, but I actually feel like in some ways when this is finished, there's a better story being told than some of these other legacy um, attractions that they're a little bit nebulous on what the story actually is. And yes, there's official stories that have been told about these attractions yeah. and they're real, but I think you could, you could, do even more with those or maybe give little hints of things as well um, that well, could build up on where these things are. You can keep things in line with the stories that have already been told and in the universe that's already been created. Like this lost and found turned gift shop is something that totally makes sense in the Jungle Cruise universe. This isn't something that fans of the Jungle Cruise see and go, this doesn't make any sense. No, it totally fits. Of course, Trader Sam is going to find your lost things and sell them. Like, of course, that totally makes sense. It is funny, too, though, because um, it kind of made me think of, I'm forgetting his name, in Treasure Island, which you haven't seen. I haven't seen. But the marooned pirate mm -hmm. that that's just going around collecting stuff. Like, it kind of reminds me of him. And I'm like, oh, this guy could be fun and interesting. And maybe someday he will end up in a movie and he's going to be completely different than we ever imagined. And it could be hilarious. I don't know. Um, I just think it opens up a lot of possibilities to reframe the story in a, in a more positive and a way that everybody's going to enjoy as opposed to just some people. And that's, that's a good thing as well. 
right? 100%. Okay, You good. couldn't, like, I couldn't have said it better myself. Wow. That's, I'll take it. <laughs> All right, let's move on. I don't say on. things like that very um, often. The Oscars seem like forever ago. Oh my gosh. Just a couple days ago. And yeah. out of the Oscars, before we get to the actual awards, we okay. also got Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. Mm-hmm the trailer teaser trailer whatever you want to call it and um i will admit this is not my favorite musical in the world um i will also say that my uncle lived in new york right i think his building was built over the place the original film was made um right by lincoln center and and so that was as a kid going out to new york that was something he'd point out different things and it was like okay and (laughs) later in life i was like oh now it makes sense when i'd seen the musical but mm-hmm. um what'd you think of the trailer i think this movie looks stunning mm-hmm. um so it looks better than the original in some regards yeah okay so uh it's not that i don't love i, I don't love west side story let's okay but uh, i think that part of that comes from my theater education in high school was simply the high school drama teacher put on West Side Story every year and said, I don't know, take notes on well, it. That happens, yes. Yeah, um, so I had to watch that film a lot. Um, and then when I TA'd, then I had to, it was a whole thing. Anywho, uh, I love the cinematography from what we've seen so far. It's very compelling. I think the colors are beautiful. Um, Cause I think that sometimes West Side Story, the colors, when I think of it, the colors are sometimes very muted. Um, and I think that West Side Story is supposed to be very colorful. So I'm excited to see it, especially with Steven Spielberg behind it. To me, that was the hook that made me like, okay, I'll watch this. Um, just the trailer. Yeah. Because I probably, if it wasn't him behind it, I would have been like, eh, okay. And, um, but no, I've watched it twice now. And I agree with you. It looks it looks to be a very beautiful film the way it's shot. Definitely. And um, I think it's going to be worth watching at least once just to see how he told the story and recreated the world that we've, a lot of us have come to know through this show through the years. Um, So I'm curious to see what it is. I don't know if I'd say I'm excited. I'm more of intrigued and curious because um, I I just, I mean, the music's a little bit overdone. Um, What is it? Jerome, Jerome Robbins, I think that did, did it and uh, Leonard Bernstein and, and they're great, but it's just, you hear it everywhere. <laughs> and so I think it'll be fine. It'll be fun. Um, I'm intrigued to see it. Um, I'd rather see Steven Spielberg do another Jurassic park movie, but that's okay. We got Indiana Jones coming out too in a year or two. <laughs> it'll so. be fine. It'll be great. Um, the other thing that came out of the Oscars this weekend was five Oscars for the Walt Disney company which I think is interesting because three of them, actually all five of them were for companies they purchased. <laughs> You're making points, Mr. Ducks. Um, Cause Searchlight had yeah. three of them, if I'm re- correct. Searchlight had three. For Nomadland. Disney Pixar had two. And then Pixar had two for Soul. Mm-hmm. And I have not seen Nomadland. I have not either. I think um, it's on- It's popping up everywhere on Hulu. I think Yeah, I was gonna say it. it's on Hulu. Yeah. Um, which Disney also owns now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, looking through um, streaming services yesterday, trying to look mm-hmm. for something to watch. And I was like, hmm, I could watch Nomadland. And then I watched Knives Out. <laughs> yeah, which is great. Um, so 
really, really great. Um, in fact, it was, I believe, historic for Nomadland for some of the awards that it won. Um, but it uh, won Best Actress, I think. Yes, that's right. As I say, I think you um, could scroll down. Also, the uh, director mm-hmm. was the first Chinese woman and mm-hmm. second woman ever to win Best Director Oscar, which, which is Come amazing. on, Oscars, catch up. Um, There's plenty of talented women. Like, I am thrilled for her. Yeah. And I think that this is historic and should be celebrated. But also... It is about time the Oscars start recognizing that more than white men can direct films successfully. Yeah. Well, and, and that's systematic. It's not just the Oscars. It's oh, 100%. hiring and everything else and even the people to get the chance to direct, period. 100%. And learn how to direct. So um, I, I think that's fantastic. And then uh, I think there was also a third Oscar. So first one was, I'm, I'm reading this wrong. Best motion picture. Best most. There's third one. So director, motion picture, and actress. Actress in a leading role. And um, and then us or and then uh, Soul mm-hmm. got best animated feature, which I kind of assumed that was going to happen. Yeah. Like to me, that was like I. Well, here's the thing to me, mm-hmm. and maybe I'm incorrect, and I would love to be incorrect, but I feel like whenever there's a powerhouse like Disney or Pixar in the best animated feature category. I feel like they normally take it home. Most of the time. There's been a few upsets. Um, but I think in this case, Soul was genuinely oh, a really 100%. good movie. And if it had been something, like, I, I wasn't surprised that Onward didn't win over Soul. Mm-hmm. Um, just because a level of heart and depth and exploration that Soul went into and i think a big part of that ironically was its music which it also won for best original score which i believe it deserved a thousand percent yeah it did exactly what it needed to do and it takes you on the emotional journey um into these different places that you're seeing on the screen but you're you're getting to experience them musically i also think that for a movie that is story surrounds or the story is uh, about music, I think that it's almost very hard for the score to live up to that. Because um, when you're telling a story about music and it's jazz music, well, it's going to make or break the film. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like it's it's it can be a very hard thing, yeah, to live up to the way that the script was written to talk about music. The music needs to live up to what that's saying. Yep. So and I was very happy it will to not see. Be a memorable movie if they miss that yeah and i think that soul is a memorable movie because of uh, i mean how happy were you to hear it's all right at a touch of disney (laughs) yeah it was great and yeah yeah i think it's fantastic so uh congratulations to all of those oscar winners and uh, we'll look forward to seeing what happens next year and uh and hopefully it'll be earlier again so it's closer to the dapsies but do we want the Dapsies to be competing? I think the Dapsies yeah, need we're going to win either way. It's fine. Um, <laughs> it should take note. This was the first time that the Oscars had under 10 million viewers. Wow. For, for the night it was. And on. I mean, the Dapsies. Keeps going up. Also. <laughs> keeps going up. We also had under 10 million. So, so we're in the same category as the Oscars. But we're going up and they're going down. So it's we're coming so for you, So next Oscars. year is the year of the Dapsies. That is true. 
you can send us your nominations <laughs> now. All right. We are running out of time. Katie, what should people do? Should go to taxmagic.com. Check out all the Disney and geek news as it happens. From there, you can find our shop and you can bring home some of your merchandise. Now that the parks are going to re- be reopening in just three days. Uh, you can gear up for your next park visit with our merchandise. Also, subscribe to our mailing list so you don't miss a thing. And subscribe to our YouTube channel so you don't miss any of the videos and live streams we have from the parks in the coming days weeks months and here's we're gonna keep doing this we hope and uh, yep that is right but uh that is all the time that we have for you this week so we will see you round the corner bye